It's the Signs of Wine podcast. I'm not drunk. Sure. With your host, Jordan Tucker. I'm tired of everyone calling me. And the biggest plague on the world today is that when God blesses us, then somehow we attach our identity to it. I'm a musician. I'm a musician. I'm a musician. I'm a big bad boy. I'm going to say this I'm a musician. And welcome back to the Signs of Wine podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Tucker, and we have a very special guest today. We have a guest named Blessing from Baltimore, a musical artist. Uh, you can add to it. I don't <laughs> I'm trying to get to know you just as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, my name is Blessing. I make music. I create. I just do a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah. Keep it abroad. Yeah. No, but, um, so you make, uh, you just came out with two songs, Big Bad mm-hmm. Wolf and the song called Naive. Um, produced, I'm assuming, by Mo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, Mosey, for those who don't know. Um, and like how do you feel about the songs that are uh, even coming out do you feel like i'm assuming you feel confident about them but like what do you like about each song like um honestly i feel really good about the songs they're probably like my favorite releases so far um just because i feel like i've been developing my sound for a little bit and kind of dipping my toes into different genres and stuff but i do love the like rock genre um naive was the first one that i did with Mosey and it was just it was crazy it was like it just fit perfectly because he had sent me the audio and then I sent like a little demo and it was cool and then and was so like, did he had had he finished the beat before yeah he had oh, finished the okay. beat and then I was like yo you should send me that because it was like a Destiny's Child like weird type of like song almost I was getting the vibe of like a Destiny's Child from Naive like, Naive oh like early 2000s kind of yeah, like yeah yeah actually like the first time we met up um I talked to him about because he sent me a couple beats and I said, you have a lot of, like, early 2000s influences. And he was like, yeah, that's kind of, like, where I live or whatever. And I was like, kind of same. Um, and we actually met at this, like, it was kind of just, like, this get-together of creatives that were making music. And he played Naive, the beat. And I was like, oh, shoot. Mo was yeah. outside of his studio for yeah. once in his life. <laughs> Dude, I never see Mo outside of, like, a studio with a laptop. I told my buddy, Corey, I was like, bro, he's an alien. He just sits there and, like, sits next to a heating lamp and makes beats all day long. Yeah, yeah. He's usually there. But he's I dope. guess he escaped for one day. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he played that song. And then we kind of just tapped in after. And then I went to a studio and... We recorded Naive after I sent the demo, and then after that, we did Big Bad Wolf, and... Is it weird making a demo? Do you, like, have to, like, wear headphones and, like, do it yourself through, like, um, your iPhone, or, like, how do you manage to do a demo? I have a bit of equipment at home, so I have a mic and, like, a laptop. Well, my laptop actually got stolen, like, Damn. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, actually, the day you asked me to do this podcast, like, somebody broke into my car and stole my laptop. Jesus. Yeah. First mistake. Yeah. Leaving the car in the, la- <laughs> leaving the laptop true. in the car. That's true. But, I mean, it was kind of, like, 
the Terminator, like it was falling apart. So I was oh, like, okay. it's okay. Maybe that was just God telling me, yeah. You I thought you meant the Terminator stole no. your. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> no. you're definitely not getting it back. <laughs> That's a long gone. No, but I think with a sign, I, I need a new laptop, which I'm picking up today, actually. So there you I, go. I'm like bouncing between different things. <laughs> yeah, but, jumping in and out of conversations. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I really love both songs. I actually don't know which one I like more honestly i like uh, if you had asked me personally i like big bad wolf more but naive mm-hmm. is it's like i don't know like i was just saying earlier with your songs is like you don't have necessarily like a genre so like i could say like okay like my favorite song is this but like i like that other song in a completely different way and it yeah. seems like it can be set for a different mood and that's why i, I don't like artists that just make one mood songs mm-hmm. yeah like, it makes you not want to listen anymore you're like god damn <laughs> can we not be sad 24 right <laughs> true that's good i appreciate that for sure because that's kind of what i want to put out there just like anything that i can so yeah there you go and um so did you work i'm assuming you worked with other producers before Mm -hmm. what's the difference between working with a producer like mo and like working with whoever before is it like a like a tonal difference is there like is there any differences in just the process Mm -hmm. um i think I've worked with, okay, so I've worked with some cool-ass people, some talented-ass people, but I think the difference is with Mosey, one, our sounds just really work well together, mm-hmm. um, and we're, like, on the same page about, a, like, a lot of things, so when I'm singing and I'm like, do you think this should go here, we could, like, change it this way, he's always down to change it, always down to, like, do whatever, Very which I like. Very communicator, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Um, and in the past, I've worked with a lot of producers that are very... See, there's, like, producers that produce, and then there are, like, producers that are artists. And, like, the producers that are artists are kind (laughs) of, like, hard to work with because they have a certain vision. They're trying to change your vision to their vision. Yeah, and obviously Mosey is an artist for sure, but he's very much, like, he wants to work with you and get, like, the best sound possible. Um, And he's very, like... um, on it because a lot of people a lot of producers are like oh yeah we can do it this day and then they'll cancel or like oh yeah but like Moe's like very he'll give you a schedule and like you can pop up and very, actually do very it. like yeah according to plan like yeah. shows up early tries to get there his own time and he doesn't like waste a lot of time either mm-hmm. and um yeah he, he, great 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 producer but like in the sense of like uh working with other producers before have you ever got like um I'm not gonna say like a different vibe or is it like just a different process altogether like do they have you run through different things because like mo i noticed with mo when i've worked with mo before is like he goes through a certain process where he wants you to do your thing mm-hmm. and he's very open to your process versus like a lot of other producers maybe like nah let's get you doing this like order yeah 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 um honestly i think being in the scene a lot of the times, like, it'll start off with I come to a producer with, like, my thing. So in terms of the process itself, I'm usually sending demos, and then we'll get together. Um, so the demos really help kind of, like, eliminate some of the excess? Yeah, okay. but I have, unfortunately, worked <laughs> with some producers. Love them the most, but they'll just do stuff, and then, like, stuff that I didn't ask, they'll just send back, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> can you take that out? And then, Put like, hella reverb on your voice. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and then I'm like, okay, dude. and then I ask for something, and then they just don't do it. I'm like, okay, is this, what's going on? Right. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is there like a like certain techniques that are really hard to do? Like, is there like like harmonies that are hard to do? Or because I'm not a singer, so I don't really know like the singing, the act <laughs> of singing. Like, I I mean I, I sing in the car, I sing in the shower, but right. like 
on a recording, it's so different because you hear every nick and nick, you know, mm-hmm. little everything in your voice you hear it so like what's the hardest like method of singing i think um well singing comes pretty naturally to me i would say especially um when i have lyrics and stuff like that i think the hardest part isn't anything to do with the actual singing i think it's just perfectionism Mm -hmm. like when you don't get a note right yeah like when you have this vision in your head and it's not coming out right. <laughs> you're, you're like, like oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to redo a take like 50 times. Like, can the I, retakes. Can I just... rent talent? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Please rent some talent. But, yeah, I think the hardest part is um, just trying to get out of that perfectionism state and, like... Let things be. Yeah, let things be, let things breathe, not adding too much, not adding too little, just... Yeah, because there is yeah. that weird perfectionist state where, like... Yeah, it's good to be a perfectionist, but you're if you're over criticizing, you'll never like release anything, or you'll yeah. never like finish projects because you're always like in edit mode versus like just being like fuck it, like it's good enough for yeah. for myself. And honestly, I think that's the problem too. It's not good enough for people themselves. So it's like mm-hmm. if it's not good for you, it's not going to be good enough <laughs> for everybody else for sure. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And also like with that it's it's also pretty weird because being a perfectionist like you'll think something sounds so bad and then like someone listen to it and they're like what are you talking about yeah (laughs) so it's like trying to see things step back from the music Mm -hmm. and listen to it as just a regular viewer and not like as myself Um, a lover of music versus like the artists you're themselves Mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent. that helps too but yeah so i want to ask too uh like because you know you have an art gallery. Let's state that. You mm-hmm. just you just got an art gallery. I'm assuming you do other art outside of music. Mm-hmm. Big time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Assumption correct. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, like, is there what other forms of art do you love, and is there like a certain one that you love the most? Is there like, or is it like different days? Like, oh, Tuesday, I'm a painter. <laughs> Wednesday, I'm a musician. Um, I'm a musician. So I I honestly love all forms of art i can't do all forms of art but i can do a lot um i started writing in third grade actually because we would have like daily prompts that we have to do and i would take it way too far hella bcrs <laughs> yeah i would be like i would have like a plot b plot i put like commercials in there too like <laughs> teachers are like you're like can i get an extra piece of paper they're like you shouldn't need an right? extra piece of paper <laughs> that was always me but I think that's where I found my love for not only writing, but also kind of performing. Because if you wanted to, you could go in front of the class and read it. Right. And then people started to anticipate my stories and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, maybe. Give you clout. Yeah, just a little bit. My little third grade clout or whatever. (laughs) Um, And so I started writing. Sorry, was that me? I don't know. It could have been. That's not a big deal. Big phone alert. (laughs) Okay. Um, but yeah, so started writing in third grade and then from there I got obsessed with like YouTube videos and stuff. So mm-hmm. I would start editing videos together. Oh, shit. <laughs> Smosh age. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like back in like 2009, like. It was a revolutionary time. Mm-hmm. 100%. I wish we could go back, but <laughs> now it's all like pranks and drama. It's kind of pissing me off, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> and then from that, I got into like. When I took more art classes, I got into painting and more, like, physical art. And 
Then when I got into college. I like college, oil painting. Paint, oil painting is so cool. Mm, I don't think I've ever tried oil painting. I've never tried either, but whenever okay, you so see you oil like painting. like seeing it. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, like, that is something not to cut you off, but like I suck at drawing, painting. That is the best thing I painted right there, that, that little Friday the 13th, and it sucks. I mean, I could tell what's going on in the picture. <laughs> I think that's all you need. That's the biggest compliment I've received <laughs> in art. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like that black really looks black, so hey. I, I love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But in terms of like drawing and stuff, I've never been able to do it. But like loving art, like you said, is like the biggest determining factor. Like I still love just like looking at it and appreciating mm-hmm. it, even though I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And oil that. especially. That's me with cooking. Not <laughs> cook, but cook. I love food. Like I love eating food. Um, but. In terms of, like, my favorite, it would probably be writing. Um, in college, I took a lot of script writing classes. Okay. So I really do. Screenwriting. Yes. Yeah, screenwriting. Okay. Um, I love, like, creating stories and stuff. I'm working on this. I'm working. I haven't touched it in, like, forever. I but I'm working on this, like, zombie apocalypse <laughs> script right now. Um, and just a whole bunch of scripts. I just love creating stories as well as art in okay. general. So, you yeah. a big Walking Dead fan? Yeah. Well... <laughs> After season seven, yeah, 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 yeah. After you know who died, I couldn't really. For the well, also too, uh, not not to get into the Walking Dead talk, but like the 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 scene where they almost kill Glenn and then bring him back. I'm like, don't fake us out and then kill him later in the season. I was like, yo, come on, be for real, like. Uh, it was so good up until then. It was so good. It still is like there's still hints of it being good, and there because mm-hmm. there's still like like Maggie's great, Negan is cool, but like other than that, yeah, the show kind of just went downhill. Yeah, and then there's like a whole <laughs> bunch of spinoffs, which is like eh, can't know. keep up with them. Yeah, that's me with the Breaking Bad spinoff. Like I can't watch Better Call Saul. It's just mm-hmm. weird because I've I've I finished five seasons in my head. <laughs> the show's over. Yeah, true. And true. It's, you're not bringing back like walt or jesse so it's like what am i watching this yeah shit for? yeah i feel that people say it's good <laughs> i haven't gotten into it i think i eventually will try to get into it but yeah it's definitely a different show yeah you know different vibe for sure yeah yeah breaking bad though it's an amazing show yeah, i love breaking <laughs> bad uh, walt it's crazy too because they still hang out like all the time mm-hmm. like walt and jesse which is like i mean it you ever have that one old coworker that like you love to yeah. death? That's that <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. Back to the art gallery though. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about I guess like having different, loving different forms of art. I think that's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Is my podcast or yours, man? It's like I'm like <laughs> definitely. Well, when people come on here, I'm like, yeah, where were we at again? <laughs> Um, but nah, so in terms of that, you said you like writing the most. Does that help with, I'm assuming you write all your own lyrics and don't mm-hmm. chat, chat GBT everything. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it definitely, it definitely helps like writing okay. for so long, just like not even just, um, grammatically, like you just get into a flow and it's so much easier to write now just because I've been writing for like. 12 years well also too uh, once you start writing it's a lot easier Mm -hmm. i always feel like as soon as you put that like you're getting the pen to the paper that's like the hardest part like coming up with something yeah like the spongebob meme where he's like the (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah for sure but once you get right in it you're just all over the page Mm -hmm. and um what also helps is just like writing about experiences you Mm -hmm. know like 
a lot of people, mainly like rappers and stuff, write about stuff that they don't, they're yeah. not going through, and they they don't know, and it doesn't come off as genuine. She's um, twerking in the club, handstand <laughs> in the corner. Like, bro, that was never happening. Like, Sarah, you're you're in your room right now. Chill, chill, chill. But yeah, um, I just like to write about stuff that I actually go through, um, and not everything is like a hundred percent. You know what happened, right. or whatever. It's more so just like the feeling. And, like, how I am in that moment, it definitely makes it easier to, like, flow and write and stuff like that. I was going to say, too, like, um, I see what you're saying. Like, kind of, like, leaving enough space for the viewers to enjoy it as well as, mm-hmm. like, and understand where you're coming from without having to be directly in your shoes. Yeah. Because some people, like, you can't just, like, overload and be like Eminem and be like, I hate my fucking mom. <laughs> 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 I live in a trailer park. I'm right. off EBT. Like... <laughs> You can't do that shit because, like, it's too much versus, like, allowing the viewer to just imagine their own story while Mm -hmm. listening to the atmosphere you're giving them almost. Yeah, 100%. That interpretation is very important, and I think people don't think about that enough. I think it's very much people just write kind of exactly, like, what's going on, and it's like... Show, not tell, or whatever is what they say. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, I, I, that gets on my nerves, and I point it out every time I go see a movie nowadays. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's not even just, like, campy. It's like, we must kill Thanos. Yeah. And they're like, Thanos, you're going to die. <laughs> like, dude, we right. did it. We, <laughs> you just flew 3,000 miles to a different planet. Like, yeah, and, they like, there's no... Um, this is not good context. Like, the movie yeah. will start, it's like, oh, my gosh, I've been sitting here for five minutes. Like, okay. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Chill. Or but. have some mystery, you know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. every question in a movie has to be answered. That's right. why you want more of, like, old classics. Because you're mm-hmm. like, I feel like this never got fully talked about or whatever. Instead, like, it's either they don't touch a plot line at all or they just, like, over, like, they slap you in the face with it mm-hmm. over and over again it's like bro leave me alone yeah 100 percent. writing is a uh, well they're on strike now or the, the strike stopped right the writers uh, i don't know you that bad podcast host okay. again like i don't <laughs> i'm pretty sure the writers strike they settled on something but i'm not sure about everything else like the actors and stuff i know there's like a few the, like i know game shows can still go on and reality television mm-hmm. but yeah. like everything else is like shut down yeah honestly maybe they needed to strike though pay writers more and like let's get let's get some good writing back in back in studio but there's been some good movies that have came out recently yeah have you seen talk to me talk to me yeah that was so freaky. that was good though like the ending i was sitting there like bro the the scene where uh the the kids in hell and they're like torturing the shit. I was yes. like, bro, this is dark as fuck. I was fuck. like, wait, I had to look away for a second. I was <laughs> yeah. like, hello. It was deep. <laughs> but that, it was so well done. I mean, it was A24, so like. A24 what is going to yeah. show you the, the real spiel. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like that's like, uh, was it, didn't they do Midsomnar and Hereditary and all those movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really good. Hereditary was, that was the freakiest <laughs> movie I've seen, I think. <laughs> That and um, I will say this: Smile was really good too. Mm, uh, did I see Smile? I don't know if I saw Smile. It's one to watch. Might as well say yeah. Okay, but I'm gonna add it's, that to my repertoire. Don't take take it with a <laughs> grain of salt though, because okay. like I watch it like watching a scary movie in the theaters is always way more scary than like watching it at home mm-hmm. on a small TV or something. Like I watch my movies from here. It sucks. Like, mm. you're not getting the same... <laughs> Vibe, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel that. So take it with a grain of salt. It scared me in the theaters, but it might not scare you in the little baby TV. Okay. Cool. But, um, okay. Getting back. Right. The art. The art. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, she's a creative. She has music that y'all should listen to. Um, yeah. So, like, what, like, I'm not going to say what inspires you to make music, but, like, how did you even, like, get into music as a whole? Um, honestly. How did I get into music? I think I was just... Someone played a beat in a car or something? <laughs> no, I, I mean? definitely went on beat stars and was like, let me just look up something. Okay. Um, but I think I just wanted to see what I could do, really, because at the time I'd done, like, everything else, like, draw, paint, video, edit, like, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was already writing and, like, a writer, so I was like, let me see if I can... Let me see what I can do. And so I right. made a song, and I was like, oh, okay, it's pretty good. And I showed my friends, they were like, wait, that's actually pretty good. And I was like, oh, okay. And um, that confidence to start doing it more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I fell into, like, the scene in the DMV, like, the music scene. Mm-hmm. And from there, I just started going to different events where people would just perform their music and their poetry and stuff, and it was just really inspiring. And I was like, oh, wait, I should actually take this a little bit more seriously and right. just, like actually try to make this a thing so i think just wanting to explore a different route and then like seeing other people do it was like oh i'm gonna actually put some faith into this and like start and, and i also love music like growing up i see people live music. normal lives and like still pursue music is was like is that, that that's i feel like the biggest thing to getting into music is seeing normal people mm-hmm. love and do it and then work like a nine to five to me that's always cool like yeah seeing a dude get off a nine to five and then be like i'm gonna go play like we had, i have one co-worker who literally told me all the time he played with a band after work every like every wednesday oh that's nice <laughs> i mean he's 40 years old so i'm like dude it's over pack <laughs> <laughs> like, it up chief it's done not happening <laughs> But he said that he just loved it so much, and then he kept telling me, he's like, you can sing, Jordan. I'm like, no, uh, same way I am today. Nah, I can't do it. And he's like, you know, anybody can sing. Anybody can get into music. You just don't know know that you can yet. And sure enough, you know, a couple years later, I'm actually getting into music, and I love it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think for uh, music can be for everybody. It's just a matter of, like finding where your path is in it yeah because everybody loves music you know i don't don't think there's a person if you hate music you're a weirdo yeah you gotta check yourself (laughs) yeah they have they have beds for you at (laughs) (laughs) no for real no like actually though everyone definitely has a lane in music whether it's making listening like music is just for the soul you know Mm -hmm. and doesn't it transcends language and like all other senses for real i don't know <laughs> i feel like i'm high but like no, yeah no, it mean. does like transcend a lot of stuff so yeah i was gonna say music uh, that's the kind of like the bonding factor between a lot of things too like mm-hmm. people will be straight arguing at a concert which doesn't make sense to me but like mm-hmm. people there there could be so much bullshit at a concert but everybody stops and pays attention to whatever artist for what two hours an hour yeah. it's like that's the craziest shit ever having everybody in a five six hundred people in a stadium just like shut the fuck up yeah for 30 yeah. fucking minutes <laughs> yeah and even then you always got that one asshole in the crowd who's like play this <laughs> fuck <Right>. you <laughs> <laughs> irritating yeah. um so i'm assuming you've uh have you like done a lot of performances and stuff i know you perform at the gallery like 
what was performing on a stage like and for like the people that there's a lot of people that have never performed on stage Mm -hmm. you know like what's the feelings like and how do you get over them so i have done a good amount of performances by now my first performance was like last year um uh in college park it was this place called only vibes um they since moved to baltimore but that was really nerve-wracking because i had done some performances in high school like i used to dance i was like on the dance team and i did like pep rallies and like kind of like coffee whatever the heck it was like you could just sing in the auditorium (laughs) so chorus i did that and it was a lot easier then because i knew everyone that was in the crowd right but when i performed last year it was like i didn't know anyone there so that's a weird thing yeah theoretically it should have been easier because it was like i don't know that's what i was gonna say at first but like (laughs) for me though it was it was harder i guess i'm just like these people don't know me so they don't know what i'm about to do and it's just that thought of like what will they think Mm -hmm. but since then it's gotten a lot easier just i mean i've gotten a lot more confident in my voice and my music in general and a lot more people know me now so they like know the vibe i'm going for and i think something that always helps is whenever i'm on a lineup like there's like eight other people that have to do the same thing so i'm just thinking from their perspective they have to do it too so i'm just like it we all mix it together yeah literally like (laughs) so Yeah. yeah over the year it's been a lot easier it's just i guess the nerves have turned into like excitement mm. excited nerves now yeah <laughs> but yeah just being happy to do it honestly mm-hmm. and every performance is different like the crowd is always different the venue is some like most of the time different so right. you kind of have to approach it slightly differently but as long as you're kind of just going in there with you know, this is what I got, so y'all gonna have to listen. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Well, this is it's what you came up with. This is the best I got. Like, yeah. Whether you like it or not, this is what I this is what I have. Mm-hmm. This is what I prepared. So. Yeah. Yeah, being like I said earlier, being okay with yourself is a huge aspect of that. Like, being able to go out there and just be like, "Fuck it, this is me." <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've never performed sure. on the stage before, but I imagine something like that. You'll get there one day. Hey, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Um, but no, in terms of uh. I'm having one of those moments again. Give me a second. No problem. Gotta let it pass. So tell me about you. <laughs> me? Yeah. Um, that guitar you said you picked it up recently. Uh, a year ago. A year ago. So like, what? How did you decide what genre you wanted to start doing? Just liking music, uh, liking like the '90s like rock scene. Okay. Me and my buddy just listened to a lot of like. 90s rock and then that's literally all we did and then he was like bro i can play you this song and then it <laughs> turned into like oh well you should get a guitar so we could play the song together and i was like it would take me time to learn no and i'm getting one we are playing the song in a month so it's like once oh, that cool. hit and we could yeah. play the song like you said about fr- uh, confidence with your friends mm-hmm. i was in a no judgment zone to where like Yo, okay, I'll tell you this. This is my story. Okay. <laughs> as a kid, I got rejected from music completely. Oh, really? I like classical music as a kid. Like, classical, oh. like, like I'm not going to say opera, but, like, I like orchestras and shit. Yeah. I loved all types of music, though. And my, uh, at the time, my dad hated the fact that I, like, I played, like, saxophone stuff. Really? That's yeah. freaking cool. <laughs> saxophone? That's well, cool. Well, th- I was trying to learn, you know, fifth grade and shit, sixth grade, yeah. and when i was learning i would have to play it and you know how people suck when they first start picking yeah. up stuff and yeah. just like noise <laughs> my dad was like you're not allowed to do it no more <laughs> made me return that shit 
and ever since I quit completely, oh, no. I was like, no, this like music sucks. <laughs> I just enjoyed it. So, but now that I've done that, it feels a lot like I feel feel like it's like I'm learning something, and it's an actual like tool I can have. Yeah, that's cool. That's actually really cool because I used to play the violin growing up. Violin is so, dope. Yeah, but then I was like, I got tired of lugging it through the hallways in school. Oh. So I was like, after this <laughs> big ass uh, briefcase. Yeah. So, but now I'm like actually looking into getting another violin so i, I can was gonna say again. but like did you do you play any other instruments do you play like I piano do i do not i only I always, played the violin so i always tell people the piano is like if i could like reclass <laughs> i mean i can't always reclass but yeah. like if i could repick an instrument it'd probably be like keys yeah a lot of people tell me like start out with keys but i i do have muscle memory keys from is violins. like the hardest one just start out with keys yeah, but I guess it, like, teaches you a lot in terms of, like, musical theory and stuff well, like that. Well, you have a million, like, you have so much more, like, notes to choose from. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I mean, you still get your A, B, C, D, G, E, whatever, F, but you have it in, like, so many forms, mm-hmm. and it's all displayed right in front of you. So, like, the hardest part is, like, you have all these keys, but you don't know which ones to choose. <laughs> right, right. And which ones make a good melody at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm going to get back into the violin. And because uh, I like I love singing, of course, but I don't want it to just stop there. Like I want to keep expanding like my musical knowledge mm-hmm. and I want to incorporate violin into my songs because like, I don't know. I just want to put I just want to throw the whole kitchen sink in there. That's a big like <laughs> early 2000s thing that mm-hmm. I noticed, too, is like and mainly people like Kanye, luckily. I mean, people can say what they want about Kanye, musical <laughs> genius. Yeah, for but, sure. But, like, peep adding orchestra, adding, like, saxophone in a song. Like, I know Pink Floyd did that mm-hmm. in the 70s, adding, like, saxophone in a lot of their songs. Uh, Led Zeppelin with the flute. And, uh, Kanye with the whole fucking orchestra and the choir. <laughs> right. Like, but yeah. that be having that in songs, I mean, there's a reason that shit's been popular for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I heavily enjoy some some violin and orchestra throw that shit in there okay <laughs> pick it back up but <laughs> <laughs> i will for sure um is there like a like list some uh artists that you like at the moment like where are some artists you like at the moment i love well my all-time favorite artist is definitely labyrinth like mm-hmm. i love labyrinth he's just i love experimental music and he just again he throws everything in there like what's the so. jo- like um i'm not gonna say uh, obviously you just say he's experimental but yeah. like um what kind of genre do they like or like another artist that like they're he's similar to. I never heard of Labyrinth. And uh, have you seen Euphoria? Uh, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know that song was like Mount Everest ain't got shit on me. Okay, yeah. That's him. Okay. Um, kind of like indie type music. Indie, In- indie R and B, like electric pop experimental okay. it's hard to put like a label on it but there's some artists that it's, it's really hard to describe what that type yeah. of sound um uh in terms of like other artists i can't really compare a lot of artists to him i'll be honest but um i love rico nasty um i love did she perform at towson or mm-hmm. like really i actually like, went there <laughs> really <laughs> that performance. it was Dude, so good yeah. everybody had her on the story mm-hmm. i was like all i did was hop on instagram one day and like everybody's like oh my god rico <laughs> <Nasty>. <laughs> I'm like, Damn. yeah but love rico nasty um i love strome he's a french artist i don't know if you ever heard of him strome strome yeah yeah um i actually just got into this um 
this band okay so i listened to this podcast called taste buds i don't know if you heard of it i think i have who's it with it's with joe de rosa uh, <laughs> but joe just came out he had a band like years ago and he just came out with an album called artificial birth and his band yeah. name is like salsa windfall amazing what? it's like you won't really understand what's going on when you're listening to the Joe DeRosa made this? Mm-hmm. You know he just, like, uh, hooked up with a transgender? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. He, wait. Really? Yeah, he does another podcast. That I, I love, the, like, the bonfire. He's always on the bonfire. Mm. And uh, Le- he also does Legion of Skanks, and he just went to Skankfest or whatever. And Yeah, yeah, he was talking about that a little bit. Hooked up with a transgender there. Okay. He didn't talk about that at all. <laughs> he just <laughs> skipped right over that part. Probably. Actually, I think he maybe mentioned it in the podcast, but I'm, it's, I'm drawing a blank. But yeah, he came up with an album. It was so good. Like, you should definitely listen to it. It's like, I'm going to listen to it because I never would have expected Joe yeah. DeRosa to make music. And it's like, you're not going to expect what he made. <laughs> I promise you. It's very experimental. Like, very... You'll be confused. But okay. I like being confused when I, like, see different types of art. Cause well, I it's better so to be, like, have questions than mm-hmm. just, like, be bored. Yeah. I can't stand... There's this one girl on TikTok... Uh, no, not even TikTok. Instagram. I've seen her on Instagram Reels. She makes, like, country music. Country? <laughs> uh-huh. But she makes, like, the worst <clears throat> country music of, oh. of all time. It's just boring. Okay. Like, I'm listening. I'm like, yo, come... Like, <laughs> do something else. Give me a crescendo. Yeah. Give me something, <laughs> bro. Give me a breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Plug the guitar into an amp. <laughs> There's something. Yeah. I feel that. Um, But I listen to... I honestly listen to so much music. Like, mm. so much. Like, my playlist... I don't really have different playlists. I have one playlist, and it's called The Melting Pot. Oh, shit. And it's, like, <laughs> over 24 hours long. So I just Damn. add, like, a whole bunch of stuff in there. That's how mine is. Good. Mine is just nothing but, I think, like, 1,300 songs or something like that. Mm. I'm going to give a number right now. We're, we're going to find a number of okay. songs. I'll do it, too. We can yeah, compare. <laughs> I have just the like songs. I have 691. It's not that many. But to be honest, I mean, it's still 641 songs and one playlist. And all of them are different genres. Yeah. Um, Let me see. Yeah, I have 650 songs. I'm assuming you use Spotify? Yeah. Shout out to Spotify. Shout out Spotify. (laughs) Dude, I love Spotify. I know you're you're listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) On Spotify. Um... But yeah, I listen to just a plethora of things, a lot of different genres. But I'm not that person that's like, I listen to everything, because I do not listen to, like, like I don't have a dubstep right. song on my playlist I'm or not anything. Big, I'm like, I like some EDM or electronic, but like, not full dub. Yeah, like, I'd rather go somewhere and, like, Brave. listen, to, you know what I'm saying? Instead yeah. of, like, hop that on the playlist and, like, yeah, let's take a drive. Yes. I did it's, tell it's, people, like, a rave is fun. A ra- mm-hmm. Like, going to, like, an EDM thing, fantastic. I've been to one. But, like, listening to EDM, like, in your free time, like, just, yeah, like, just walking <laughs> through the mall, like, I can't That's do a lot. it. yeah. House music is cool, though. Mm-hmm. I love house music. They need yeah. to bring house music back. <laughs> my 100%. dad that's another story about my dad apparently my dad used to make house music in the 90s i was like oh what wow. the, what type of like lore is this right <laughs> that's dad lore <laughs> yeah dad lore i used to make house music back in the day You're like all right dude <laughs> wait have you heard any of his music my dad mm-hmm. no this is just dad lore dad oh, lore we okay. all know is like true, could yeah. be possibly fake yeah true, true. <laughs> <laughs> could be a myth but um are you working on any other projects at the moment? Do you have stuff that's, like, stashed away? I'm assuming that that's probably the case. You probably have stuff that you're, like, already planning. Um, 
Right now, I'm actually, well, I always have stuff that I could be doing right. and could be working on. Not but, like, for that grand opening for my studio, my art studio, it just took so much out of me. Like, the, a little break. Yeah, I'm taking a break because the two <laughs> days before, I literally stayed up until like 10 a.m. Jesus. Yeah. So, all nighter? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a hardworking gal. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, night I, owl. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm actually just taking a break, and then in November, I want to do, I think I'm planning, like, a movie day. So I want to turn the studio into, like, a movie theater okay. and play, like, three different movies, and then people can come for different, like, movie times, and okay. we can sell popcorn and stuff. Like, I want to I wanna make the space very, like, not stationary. Like, I wanted to turn it into different things every month. So that's what I'm focusing on now. And then I'm also working on my EP, but... Mm. I have to like work on the songs and get right. more equipment, get a new laptop. I was gonna say, have you ever that. thought about doing like an open mic where like people pay money to like perform? Um, I actually did an open mic on that day. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't, I don't like having people pay money to perform. I know what you mean. It's just like, like I get it and I understand it, but I just rather them just perform. Perform, yeah. Cause well, I, I like just, that idea. Yeah. I was just saying for your, like... No, I know. No, everyone says that, though. Like, people are like, how much is the open mic? I'm like, it's free. Like, there is a... There is a open mic that used to be open. It used to be called a Root Studio. And mm-hmm. they did, like... I mean, from slam poetry to, like, acoustic music to, like, music. They did it all. And they just let people perform for, like, years. And, like, never charged, like, guest performers or, like, anybody oh, money. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like, And, you know, it just, like, like it was great, <laughs> but after, like, a year or two years, it just went, like, extinct because, like, I guess they just couldn't keep it up. But yeah. shout-out Root Studio if they're yeah, even still around. Root Studio. <laughs> they're great. I, I love them. But, yeah, I always would just probably charge, like, an entry fee. And okay. then just, you know, do your art. I just, I'm a really big, like, lover of art. I can't say that enough. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not very money hungry. Like I didn't grow up with a lot, so mm-hmm. I really should be like money hungry no, technically. I, but I'm right I, there with you. I just, I just love art in general. That's kind of what. That's the only thing that I know I'm supposed to do in this life. So I'd rather just like focus on that than trying to make a bunch of money. I really want to get to a point where I'm just comfortable. Like I don't yeah. want like five mansions. Like I really don't need that. You know, or what I mean? like be like crazy famous to the point to where like you can't even enjoy your day yeah. or something. Like I've thought about that a lot. Like I'd never really want to. Yeah, no. And I used to want to be like that. Like growing up, um, doing the stuff that I'm doing, making videos, and like trying to get famous on every app possible. <laughs> like I really wanted to, but then I like took a step back and I realized those people are freaking miserable. Probably like. A lot more fame comes yep. with a lot more problems. And, like, yeah, you have the money and the recognition, but it's not. I think we all just want to be in a, a place where it's comfortable and you're not, like, miserable every day to day. And you're not wanting to, like, I don't know, like, hide away from the earth and mm-hmm. shit. Like, you know, you still want to be a part of, like, you want to be able to go to the grocery store. I seen the, you ever, I know you've seen the video of Michael Jackson grocery shopping. It's yeah. like, bro, he looks like he hates his life. Like, yeah literally paying people to not be in the grocery store so he paying people to be in the grocery store so it feels normal like yeah that sucks but yeah i just want to be comfortable and you know do my art or whatever that's yeah. the goal <laughs> for yeah. real and so like how do you plan to uh expand on it like uh the the gallery itself or like are you planning to like add like i know you said movie night and stuff but like yeah do you just add like paintings and stuff do you like take not take work but like get work from other people and other artists and fill like your space up like 
Yeah, so it's it's kind of less of a gallery, more of like a just an artistic space. Okay. So I have like art from other artists that I like, um, but in terms of like expanding, I'm actually building a recording studio inside there the you studio, go. so like I can work on my music and like people can come through and like do music and I can rent. Just out. an all-encompassing place. Mm-hmm. Okay. One hundred percent. And then eventually, I want to have like a good social media presence and do you know like deals and stuff like that and just kind of grow from there very like, organic weird on social media though too like uh, have you ever like been contacted by one of those weird companies and you're like yeah. they're like yo we're gonna give you some free stuff yeah but like <laughs> no it's not worth it yeah it would definitely have to be something concrete i know what you mean a good deal mm-hmm. a good deal on both sides yeah for sure i've we've tried contacting a few sponsors through, uh through the podcast we got told by one uh, like one sponsor we were like uh hey we're just looking to contact about like ad you know ad placement and like talk about like possibly being a sponsor we like do commercials and stuff and he cut me off mid-sentence this is like nah we don't need that at all boss i'm like damn what the hell that's crazy i'll sponsor you guys once i have the money (laughs) yeah i was ready to say we'll get sponsored Uh, contact mo be like hey can i have ad the same thing he's like no dude fuck (laughs) you damn yeah. <laughs> but yeah in terms of uh having like a bunch of different artists i like um just like the art format of art you know what mm-hmm. i mean like all it's all encompassing movies um photography but photography is getting on my damn nerves though. they're they're <laughs> really? on a thin fucking line it really <laughs> yes because it's not just like good like photography or like journalistic photography or like just like beautiful pictures and stuff mm-hmm. nowadays you're getting like a lot of like how do I describe this? Like, I don't want to say just naked women because I love I, I, I love some naked women. But I don't want to see it everywhere, bro. It's like yeah, yeah, stop. it's oversaturated. It's like sure. an oversaturation of like porn and photography, mm-hmm. both like fucking colliding together. And it's like yeah. I don't know what just happened to like National Geographic posting a pretty photo of like a mountain or some shit. Like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, I definitely feel that. Um, not only in like photography, I think also in music too. It's a lot of just like don't get don't get me wrong the ass shaking music you know it's like you close yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sexy red yeah <laughs> yo actually she's pregnant dead ass yo because yeah I seen a video um I might have it somewhere of her like dancing on stage and she looked like she had like a little a little bump yeah and I was like damn bro's getting a fat little muffin top that's crazy not fat little muffin top. <laughs> but no she's not she does not have muffin top apparently she's pregnant i looked it okay. up and tmz just dropped some shit sexy red is pregnant damn okay congrats to sexy red yeah, and shout out she got took to pound town yeah 100 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah in terms of the photography in terms of like art yeah it's very much saturated with that and like once in a while that's cool but like there's Every- we're missing the creativity and the originality now especially originality mm-hmm. originality yeah. is the biggest one of that all i mean like even like artists are always going to be accused of like musicians of like stealing shit before but i feel like at this point ev- everything's been done so everything yeah. just has to kind of get repeated in a different way 100 percent. however there's still a level of originality that you can have and there's a lot of people that are either unoriginal or they're just like a lot, yeah. A lot of it's just like mumble rapping over mm-hmm. a beat or something, like SoundCloud rapping. You're like, yeah, yeah. I think give us some ideas. Yeah, I think there is a renaissance happening though, especially with like the writer strike and like 
there are still people that are getting famous for no reason, 100%, but I think we're going to see a change in in music and in the industry just because it's a lot more easier to make it for yourself mm. instead of like relying on managers and people pushing out industry plants and stuff. Well, it's hard to, I feel like, make it in music nowadays. Yeah. And not just make it in music, but stay. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, be like a Drake or a Kendrick or a J. Cole that's been like, well, I mean, let's name other artists. I mean, Foo Fighters is a rock artist that's been around, you know, for 20 plus years at this point. Like, it's yeah. hard to have that main you know mainstream success and stay there mm-hmm. so it's like i 100%. think you're 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 right like there there ha- there's there has to be a renaissance of good people that are going to come in because foo fighters can't make music for 20 more years exactly j yeah. cole you think he's gonna i mean i mean hopefully but yeah. <laughs> hopefully you don't put that he's gonna down. get like him and kendrick are gonna get like eminem where they're just like old and rapping about yeah. like people <laughs> These kids don't know what they're doing, man. They need to switch up their life, get a wife. <laughs> like, no, dude. Okay, bars. You about to replace them or something? Yeah, I'm about to. I'm the new Kendrick yeah. Lamar. <laughs> you look just like him, so. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Me and this Tupac poster are going to LA yeah. soon. <laughs> have you ever yeah. been to the West Coast? Mm-mm. Have you ever left the East Coast or Maryland? I have been to Nigeria. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm actually. My family's Nigerian, so I went there in like sixth grade. And then I've been to, like, East Coast states like New York and Pennsylvania and, like, um, I've been to Georgia. That's more southern, though. But I okay. haven't I haven't been on the West Coast. I want to go, but the West Coast is also very expensive, so. Especially, like, San Diego and California. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'd love to go, though. Hopefully, like, next year or something, I can at least visit. How was Nigeria when you went? It was cool. Um, I was, like, 11, so I don't remember everything, <laughs> but I got to see, like, all my family and my cousins and, like, um, my grandparents and stuff like that. It was very different. It was definitely a culture shock. Um, yeah. I was I was going to say, I imagine the culture difference is huge. Yeah, like, once we got off the plane, it was, we would be driving and there's no, like, stop, there's no stop signs or oh traffic gosh. lights or anything, so it's like... You it just was going around each other. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, we were driving in cars that had, like, three wheels. It was oh, like, my lord. Oh. But, I mean, in a way, it's like they do that every day, so you kind of trust them. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're probably not going to crash this car. And they Or didn't. if they do, they're like, wedge it out themselves. Yeah. And, and I got this boss. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh, you're going to call your insurance company? <laughs> what insurance company? Right. There's none of that. But, no, I actually, I loved it for what it was. And um, it's different, but different in a very unique way. So, you know, I'll probably be going back sometime, um, okay. but not right now because the climate in africa is very like hostile hostile it's iffy so just waiting for that to die down (laughs) also too like i mean um i don't know about everywhere but i know in like i think the congo and stuff they're having a Mm -hmm. lot of issues and like they don't like any westerners whether they're white black hispanic they're like any westerners that come over here trying to spread their ideology it's like (laughs) okay dude (laughs) like we've we've heard this before (laughs) (laughs) this is a terrorist but yeah that year was cool also, too, I mean, uh, like, there's a lot of, like, ignorance about Africa as well. Like, a mm-hmm. lot of um, ignorance about just, like, how, like, like, of course, there's poor countries in Africa. But then there's a lot of, like, really rich nations in Africa. Yeah, for sure. 100%. And, like, rich businessmen, especially in, like, South Africa, where it's, like, mm-hmm. hostile as fuck. Mm-hmm. For sure. The questions that have been asked is crazy. Like, someone once asked, do we have toilets there? <laughs> I was like... No, we just dig into the ground and, like, take a shit. Like, what What do you mean? Do we have toilets there? Do you guys have toothbrushes? Like, <laughs> I was like, okay. But, 
Eh. Uh, at least it's questions, though, and not like, uh, like you don't have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would definitely be worse. Um, that would definitely be worse. Also, but. too, I think it's like, uh, like America also has this weird ignorance to like anything else that's happening in the world because mm-hmm. like we're so subjugated to like living a peaceful lifestyle and like living like just a lifestyle that's not like anything else yeah 100 like, versus like i mean the only well other countries like europe maybe like japan mm-hmm. or like but even then japan is so vastly different than america like yeah we have no idea what the fuck's going on over there yeah 100 percent. and it's like it's unfortunately really easy to get stuck in that when mm-hmm. you're just like thinking about america and american politics and it's like you don't realize how much is going on outside of America? Yeah. Um, unless you're like on social media scrolling and you see something, you know. Yeah, so. you, you can get really obsessed and like dug into the hole of like living in like that social media politic like place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen so many people like people I love get like sucked into that shit and then like let it control their life mm-hmm. and their relationships with people and you're yeah. like Jesus and Christ. And how they like they start judging other people and it's like yo chill. Or like, chill. yo this is the politics <laughs> thing that gets fucks with me. They ask you questions and they they're expecting a certain answer out of you and they're waiting to attack you. They're like so you feel this way about this? And then they wait for that answer and they're like Okay, and then they have something <laughs> right. planned to attack. You're like, we're supposed to be cool here, dude. Right, right. Oh my gosh, let's all just live in harmony or whatever. Like coexist. Yeah, I just if everyone could just respect everyone's opinions, like we'd be fine. Like we don't have to think the same way, but yeah, just be like, yeah. Well, I don't agree, but shit, that's chill. Yo, that has been my whole stance on like all this Israel shit. I'm like, yo, why can't they just like sit together and like just like listen to some like yeah, listen, yeah, put on like a like find common ground somewhere. Mm -hmm. I I just don't understand. There's like no common ground between you and like I've going to school in like any type of like Baltimore County or Baltimore City or I mean like even parts of Hartford County. It's too diverse. Like, you can't hate everybody. Yeah, 100%. You can't. You're going to find yourself, like, in such a conundrum. Like, <laughs> yeah. what happens when you like a black person? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Like, that's also why I'm very thankful I grew up in Baltimore. Because I'm from Baltimore, and I grew up in Baltimore. and Such a diverse place. Yeah. Like, there was... I couldn't really judge anyone. Like, you see every mm-hmm. type of person, every type of religion, every type of belief. Like, whether or not you be- um, believe or agree... Or just um, everything. This too, I mean, this is going to sound fucking ignorant, but like <laughs> growing up, I mean, you expect, you see certain people and they act certain ways. Like, for example, like a lot of white people I knew back then were like, especially like rich white people, very preppy and like mm-hmm. uptight. And the weirdest is when you start seeing like cultures collide, if that makes sense. So you, you'll be like, oh, that's like a white Hispanic dude. Like, what, yeah, is, what is he? Yeah. Like, that's a black white guy. Yeah. That's a white black person like yeah but it's all cultural differences and it's not like mm-hmm. a it's not a race thing at all and that's the greatest part about like being in a diverse place is that you mm-hmm. learn really about people as a whole and you're not you yeah. i feel like people in a diverse place learn to be less judgmental than a hundred percent a hundred people that are just like stuck in group think and mm-hmm. disgusting yeah 100 percent. i totally agree it's the signs of wine podcast i'm not drunk sure with your host jordan tucker Tired of everyone calling me.